All right, y'all, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Uh, of course, me, myself, always Sanders here. Got my boy Dupree with me. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, man? How you living? Man, hey, you already know, bro. We trying to stay warm out here. It's, it's <laughs> Man, it's December, so yep. you know. Dang, that's crazy, bro. It's December. This year really flew by, bro. December already, December already, man. It's, oh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how fast these years go by, man. It's crazy, man. But yeah, it's December, December first. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 wild, bro. And then y'all know as we get into December, man, we getting closer and closer near to the end of football season. Uh, basketball season is is in full effect now. Even even college basketball is is going on. The World Cup, which is you know weird, is usually in the summer, but the World Cup going on. Uh, man, just just a, just a whole lot of everything, bro. But obviously, we we get down to the nitty gritty here in college football. Um, and speaking of with college football, man, big 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 news. Um, that it's officially uh been made. It's been talks about it here for the past couple of seasons anyway, and now it's official come 2024. Uh, the college football playoff will be doing a playoff expansion. Dupree, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 been a it's been a long time coming, and every time that we always talked about expanding, you know. We always would come up with a number. I I feel like me and you, we kind of always said six or six to eight was like kind of the the right the right number, but apparently we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the the number that they're looking for is twelve. So there's going to be a twelve team expansion beginning in the 2024-25 season. Um, so of course, how that is going to work. Is um what they'll do is is that there'll be twelve teams. Obviously, um, I'm assuming that they will have the, I guess, you know, what? How many is it? Well, I guess the power all, all power five conferences now probably will get an automatic bid as conference champions. I'm assuming. Um, then I guess that six spot. I get will they go to the highest maybe group of five team? I'm not sure how they're gonna actually do it, but uh well it, it says here uh the expanded twelve team bracket will feature the six highest ranked conference champions as automatic quali- qualifiers along with the next six highest ranked teams. So basically six automatic qual- qualifiers, uh six at largest. Um the first round will take place throughout the week ending uh, Saturday, December 21st, 2024. Um, and obviously they'll schedule from here and there. So with the 12 team playoff, the seeds one through four, the top four seeds would get first round buys. Um, the next four highest ranked teams, which is be five, six, seven, and eight will host, um, first round matchups. So not on a neutral site, they'll be at their respective, um, stadium, which I think that's kind of exciting to see. Um, and then obviously once those first round matchups are there, 
the winners of those games go to the next round to face the uh, the top four seeds, and that's where we'll get into going into the New Year's Six uh, location. So, you know, the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, and what is the other one I'm missing? Rose, Peach, Cotton, Sugar, Orange, Cotton, Cotton Bowl, yeah. So they'll do it that way, and then at that point, you go to the Final Four, down to the semifinals, and then, uh, you know, the na- national championships. So it seems like for the first two years, they already have uh, set up what's going to be the quarterfinals and what's going to be the uh, semifinals. So uh, 24-25, the quarterfinals uh, locations is going to be the Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Uh, the semifinals would be the Cotton and Orange Bowl. And then the in 2025-26, it would be the Cotton, Orange, Rose, and Sugar Bowl as the quarterfinals. And then the Fiesta and Peach Bowl as the semis. Um, and in those years, 24 or 25 and 26, respectively, Atlanta is going to be the uh, national championship uh, host site. And then Miami the following year. So they've already got it set up. Um, it's there. It's official. It's in the works. Um, I do think they're still having an issue with the Rose Bowl committee because I I know, like, I think the Rose Bowl is always wanting to play basically on New Year's Day. And I yes. know, like, sometimes how the schedule works for the semifinals, that's, that doesn't always happen. So <laughs> there's a thing where I guess they're, you know, going to get that worked out. I don't know if they have officially worked that out or not. I kind of have to read more into it, but – just kind of giving the basis of it. That's what's going on with the uh, the the playoffs being expanded. So there's that. Um, oh well, here it is right here. The Rose Bowl refusing to comply with a more uniform scheduling policy would have delayed the expansion until 2026. But I guess they went on ahead and um, got that together. Like I said, I have to kind of read up on it some more, but that that is the basis of it. It's going to be a 12-team playoff. Um, so you're going to have six automatic qualifiers and then six at-large be, uh, at-large teams. So kind of giving like a, a a mini March Madness feel to it to where now we they're comparing resumes now, but it's going to be even more compared when that rolls along. Um Bro, how you feel about this uh, this expansion right now going to 12 teams come 2024? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like I think it's too many teams. I think it's too many teams. 12 is a lot. I, I think six to me was the perfect number. All your power five conference champions and then one at large whether it be your your a top group of five like the the highest ranked group of five or the next best team whoever that might be even eight I think eight might might be a lot but still you get all your power five conference champions in and then you get three at large if you go with eight twelve to me you're starting to get some teams in there that probably shouldn't be in, in my opinion. And more so than anything, now we're going into player safety. Everybody's thinking about the money. 
and how much money it's going to generate. And people are going to watch. I'm going to watch. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, I'm not going to watch these games. But now you're talking about these guys playing potentially an extra two games. Mind you, to go undefeated now with the playoff, with the playoff format, you go 15 and 0. You go 15 and 0, you play an extra two games. Before it was just 14. You played your you played your 12 regular season, your conference championship, national championship, 14 and 0. You had a playoff game, okay, cool. Now we're playing and you're 15 and 0. If a team is ranked number six, to win the national championship, they have to win three games. You're talking about 16 games now. You're talking about 16 games at the college level. Some of these guys, like it's it the tax on these dudes, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like the tax on these dudes' bodies. You got some programs, man, they they get done with bowl season or you know, whatever their game is, you know, whatever their game is, say it's on, you know, New Year's Eve, December 31st. <clears throat> they get a week off, maybe two weeks off. Then they're right back in classes, man, and, and the off-season workouts start. So you don't really get a, a break for real until, you know, until you start preparing for the next season. Like, I just don't – I think you're going to have, like, once again, like I said – I think you have some teams that probably shouldn't be in it. Right now, you would have, if I'm going from 5 all the way to 12 this year, if this is how it ended this season, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Clemson, Kansas State, Utah, Washington. So some of those teams, those teams be in the playoff, in my opinion, probably not. Especially you're talking about them playing – this not neutral site games. These are like those first round games are going to be hosted by the higher seed. So Washington is going to Ohio State. Utah is going to Alabama. Uh, Kansas State is going to going to Tennessee. Like I, it's, I just don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't like it. I, I like the six, six teams. I like the eight teams better than this. But twelve, to my opinion, is just is just too much. It's too many teams. Man, bro, like I knew, like I said, we knew like the expansion was coming. I'm not liking the fact of 12 either. Granted, like you said, I'm going to watch it. Um, obviously, the big number that we're looking at here is $450 million. That's how much they're saying roughly these extra games are going to revenue um, from ESPN for, you know, for the playoffs and, and you know, the respective members. Um, and then obviously they have to still throw in, they still have to go by like, I guess, you know, their criteria. But then now I guess when you add, when you add, when you go from four to 12, I just, that's such a huge jump. Now we're throwing in eight other teams, I guess, you know what I'm saying? To give a shot for like a national championship. But like, like, let's be real, bro. In reality, it's only been like maybe one, one year, one, maybe two years, but I know one year for sure where CFP screwed it up. And that's the year they, they chose Ohio State over Penn State. 
that's the that that I thought to me I feel like that. and then you can maybe throw in that year where maybe TCU got screwed over beforehand one time with with your run working in um Dotson and all those boys. Uh but other than that, like how how the four with the four the format they've been doing with the four, there ain't been too many times where you disagree and say them ain't the right four teams. And then we end up getting, you know, now the semis end up being you know, blowouts it seemed like for the most part outside of a couple of games. But the national championship game has really, you know, come down to really the two best teams. It's it's been getting settled. So I I don't know, bro. Going from four to twelve to me seems like a lot. I think that's a big jump. I think if they went from four to six or even four to eight, I'd have been okay. But now we're talking about twelve to where like you said, you look at the rankings now. We got teams to where that's from that's in that nine to twelve range themselves with like three losses. Are we like, really we gonna be are we really gonna be okay with a team kind of put coming? You know, what I'm saying if they're a, a, a ten seed getting you know getting in, they they're upsetting they upset somebody on the road. They win the the two the two neutral side games or three neutral side games. And win a national championship. I mean, it's gonna be earned from them. Like we're not gonna take that away from them. But then you're gonna be sitting up here like, man, this was too many teams. Like, how in the world did ten seeded Utah? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just you know giving the name out here. Ten seed Utah yeah. wins the national championship. Like, but or it's just a, like it's this is supposed to be about we we got rid of the BCS because we felt like it was flawed and we were not picking the best teams to play for the national championship. So we got the playoff to pick the best four teams in the country to play for a national championship. Now this is this you picking 12 teams. This ain't this. What are we doing now? This is like, this is anybody as long as, as long as you in that top 12, there's no longer about picking, having the best four teams in the nation. It's no longer about that now. Then, then I, I wonder, like how, which I guess they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to reevaluate like the criteria how they selected like, you know who's getting what seed, because I you know I'm I'm yeah I just I'm not understanding it I'm not getting it. Um, I just think that's just, and it's already bad enough that people um, are kind of like, you have some very, very old traditional people who kind of don't even like the format now with the four teams because they feel like, well, you know, if you don't make the college football playoff and you're not the four teams, then you have situations to where obviously, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Burnett kind of started all of that to where, Guys are opting out for bowl games, and no one's really, you know. I mean, like last year, there was Michigan State and Pitt playing each other in the what was it in the Cotton Bowl, but They'll Kenny play. Pickett didn't play, Kenneth Walker didn't play. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? There was, was no, there was no Jordan Addison. None of none of the guys were there, so it's just kind of like people are already saying, like, at this point, if it's not the college, it's not the playoff, then nobody cares. So I guess in a way, it does help it, but then like. I don't know, man. I just, I to me, twelve was just a lot. I just think, I thought maybe six or eight would have been fine. I think twelve was a lot. E- either way, though, 
I, it to me, there's still a gap between those those higher up top teams and then those teams that will be coming in sitting there at like eight, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, or whatever. Um, but I mean, the, you know, the thing is, is that you know they can those those teams also can get, can be beat at any given moment. So I, I'm I'm not a fan of it being twelve, but I am going to take the the wait and see approach on it. Uh, that's just how I'm a. I'm a leave it at leave it at that with it. I'm not a fan of it either. Um, but I will take the wait and see approach, and uh, uh, I'm sure as hell gonna watch the football games. I'm not gonna sit up and say I ain't gonna watch it because <laughs> I'll yeah. be lying then, you know. But for sure, I'm just. I don't know. I, it, it's a lot, but I'm interested to see, you know, how it would go. So you know we got the rankings here coming out. Well, that has that has came out this past week, and um, you know obviously with everything happening between what happened during rivalry week with some of the games that happened, uh, especially that Ohio State Michigan game, we knew some changes were going to be made. Um, but no surprise, you know the top four is who the top four thought it was going to be. Uh, you know Georgia, Michigan, TCU, uh, and now USC. Um, I think. But has everybody talking, and which rightfully so, because it's not really about the top four for this week, this past week rankings. It was kind of more so how that five to seven was, you know, ranked. And, you know, there's Ohio State at five, Alabama is at six, and then there's T, uh, Tennessee at seven. So obviously, you know, that's been causing a lot of, um, a lot of, um, dialogue a lot of debate amongst who should be ranked where and and everything like that do you think ohio state should have been dropped further like who how would you would have put that five six seven right you know ranking because like i said the top four is like no no discussion we know that's the four they all control their own destiny that's not an issue but if one were to slip up you know, at that point, who's that next, you know, that, that next team up? First, yes. Ohio State should have been dropped further. That was my one gripe about the rankings coming coming, uh, coming out on on Tuesday night. The fact that Ohio State was sitting right there at number five and Alabama was behind them at, at six. And reason being, you're the number two team in the country. You played Michigan, who was number three. You lose to them last year on the road. Okay, fine. But you get them at home, both teams undefeated. As much hype, and we talked about this on this show, how much hype was going into this game, how we were both going to watch this game. And Ohio State got whooped by 20 at home. They were up at halftime, and they came out and did not make one adjustment. Michigan came out at halftime, had adjustments, not just on offense, but on defense. Ohio State came out in the second half and kept running the same stuff and got their mouth kicked in at home, and they only dropped four spots. My problem 
is that I'm looking at previous rankings, right, going back a couple weeks. So the first rankings that came out was week 10. Tennessee was ranked number one in the country. Tennessee then loses to Georgia, all right? They lose to Georgia. They drop down four spots, all right? Mind you, Ohio State dropped three. They went from number three, I mean, number two to number five. All right, let's keep that in mind. Tennessee drops four spots from number one to number five, all right? Clemson, the same week, was also undefeated. Clemson was number four in the country. They go on the road to Notre Dame and lose. The committee dropped them six spots from number four to number 10. From number four to number 10, six spots, all right? We go to next week, all right? Oregon had one loss, all right? In week 11, Oregon was ranked number six in the country. Oregon comes back. They lose the next week. They drop six spots from number six to number 12. The next week, all right, Tennessee loses again. They lose to South Carolina. Tennessee drops five spots, all right? So the problem that I have, Utah takes a loss. Utah dropped four spots in the same week. All right, the problem that I have is that it seems like to me there's a bias towards Ohio State in that loss. In that loss. Tennessee lost on the road against a Georgia team and dropped four spots from one to five. Clemson was number four, went on the road to Notre Dame and lost and got dropped six spots. They damn near dropped them out of the top ten. How do you lose a game of that magnitude at home by 20 if you're Ohio State and you trying to tell me that they seriously still have a shot to get into this playoff. Because if one, if TCU or USC slip up this weekend, you tell me that Ohio State is the next best team to get back in after what you just saw Michigan do to them? I definitely, definitely thought that Alabama should have been ranked above Ohio State. People talking about they they showed it all year. They've done this. They've done that. Alabama lost two games by four combined points. By four points. A last-second field goal and a two-point conversion. And they lost both of them games on the road. Has Alabama looked as dominant as they have in previous years? No, they have not. No, they have not. But they lost to Tennessee and LSU on the road. I do not want to see Ohio State in this playoff. I don't. That's just me personally. Not after what I saw on on this past Saturday. Because if they play anyway, any, any way like they did on Saturday, if they coach any way like they did this past Saturday, they're going to play Georgia in the first, in the first round of the playoff. And let me tell you something right now. You think Michigan's defense is good? You got another thing coming with Georgia's. We, there was no way, there was no way both of us were on this show last week and we both said we didn't think, we did not believe that Michigan could win that game this past weekend without Blake Corn and running the football. You said you do not trust McCarthy 
throwing the ball to beat Ohio State. And what did they do to beat them? Throw the football. Ate my words, bro. Throw the football. That's how they beat Ohio State. And then in the fourth quarter, decided to just go crazy running the ball. Ohio State should not have been ranked fifth. They should not have been ranked fifth. I stand by that wholeheartedly. Alabama should have been ranked ahead of them. At least. But you, you drop all these other teams five, six spots when they take a loss. But Ohio State loses at home, and they just drop three spots right outside the top. I just, I don't, to me, to me, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. You can't lose like that and then still have an outside, outside shot. You can't lose like that and be the next team up. So that's how that's how I feel about that, man. That 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 rubbed me the wrong way. Nah, I, I see where you're coming from on that for sure. I this is what I want to say. I want to say that the committee looked at it as if, well, this is now just now having. I'm gonna say maybe the timing of the loss is where they're giving Ohio State the benefit of the doubt. But then it like, but then again, bro, I don't know what the committee is thinking because then, like I said, you know, they they have this criteria to where they go by, you know, strength of schedule, wins, head to head, and all that good stuff. And then there's Alabama sitting in front of Tennessee. So I I, I don't know what the committee thinks, bro. At this point, I just honestly, I just feel like there's just a bunch of just a bunch of folks just sitting up there enjoying a free meal, free coffee. <laughs> and then they just I don't know Damn they're like blindfolded And just pick a team Or some shit Like I don't, I don't know bro I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they got going I mean the, Because If you I mean If you If you If you really boil it down bro That was That was a That's a bad loss For Ohio State It is Just to, to, to lose by 20 plus At home It is a bad loss And maybe Maybe just maybe they're giving Ohio State, I guess, like some type of credit for the wins that they do have. Because if you, like I said, it's it's really all depending on who you're talking to and how they look at it. Because how you're saying, oh, Alabama losses are good losses. There's other people on the other spectrum that are saying, well, Alabama have no has no good wins. So compared to Ohio State at least having that that win against uh which now is was, you know, a a decent Notre Dame team who did upset Clemson and then a Penn State team who's um probably where were they ranked at? Like 10, 8, I don't Penn even know where. Penn State is 8. 8. So, you know, so I mean it's a, it's a it's a top 10 team. So so maybe that's where the, like I said, I, I don't know what the committee is always thinking, but that's maybe that's where the the committee was going with that. Is that they're going with they use they use the good wins instead of the bad losses for Alabama, and then of course you know I'm you know but I'm here in Tennessee, so everybody you know that's here in Tennessee, Tennessee fans are like, how come we're still behind Alabama? We beat them, you know, blase blase. I just think for them. That, that that loss of South Carolina just it, it, it screwed them. Okay, like I I don't think there's nothing that they can do. I I don't 
everybody could everybody who's supposed to be favorite this week this weekend and on, on championship Saturday can lose and it could be a whole lot of chaos and I still don't think Tennessee is in in the conversation. To be just because that wasn't that was an ugly loss to South Carolina. So that's just that's just that on that. It is what it is. So bro, I don't know, bro. I just think I don't know what the committee thinks anymore, bro. Like I used to try to see use their logic, but obviously the criteria does not really matter anymore. Honestly, I think it's like the name, the name yeah. and the logo. It's the name and the logo because, in, in my opinion, I really think one, two, and three are locks, regardless of what happens Saturday. I I feel like TCU should not get punished if they were to lose to Kansas State Saturday because. Literally at that point, they have just one loss, just like everybody else that would be behind them outside of Michigan and Georgia if they both were to win. I think to me that'll be kind of lame to punish them to not keep them in there and not look at their body of work and what they done throughout the season as well. But I, I just know that if TC were to lose, they would they would not the, the yeah. committee wouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt. But if <coughs> If it was up to me, I feel like one, two, I feel like Georgia, Michigan, and TCU should be locks. But I know that's not how they're gonna do it. Those three to me should be locks, and then it's all riding on what USC does. Because if they lose, it opens up the door. But now, obviously, it's predicated on what TCU and USC does. Unfortunately, but that's just what it is. Yeah. But I, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what the committee thinks anymore. So. I feel like there's some that's looking at it like how you look at it. Like, I don't care if it's just one loss for Ohio State. That was a terrible loss. They they lost by 20 at home to Michigan. They do not look like a top four team. And then there's other people that are saying, like, well, Alabama has two losses. They have no good wins. Ohio State does. What are we supposed to do about that? So, I, I don't I don't know, bro. It's, um, I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers, Sway. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I ain't got the answers, bro. I don't know, man. I, it's, it's, I don't know. Like you, you spoke on the the Alabama Tennessee thing. Your head to head is supposed to matter. It's definitely supposed to matter. Um, there have been years you mentioned the the year Ohio State got picked over Penn State. When Penn State beat Ohio State, then went on to win the conference. That year, head to head didn't matter. Um, this this. Year they might be saying it doesn't matter partially because of not just the the South Carolina loss was bad, definitely. You went on the road and you were, tw- I believe there were twenty point favorites on the road and you went and lost by twenty. Um, but also too, man, that Georgia loss wasn't wasn't great either. People really don't bring that up. That Georgia loss. I mean, the the score they end up scoring a, a touchdown late, if I'm not mistaken. Tennessee did, but Georgia basically the difference between the Georgia Tennessee game and the South Carolina Tennessee game. Georgia and Tennessee, that Georgia defense just didn't let Tennessee get going. Tennessee's offense is predicated on being high powered, being fast, the tempo, all that type of stuff. Georgia's defense just didn't let them get off. They just didn't let them get off. They stopped them. They held them down. 
I believe they scored like 13 points. South Carolina, they actually scored against South Carolina. South Carolina just beat them at the old game in the track meet. So those two, I think that George loss also plays a factor in, into it as well. I understand the head-to-head, but Alabama's two losses doesn't equate to the losses they had to South Carolina. So that's why I see them. That's why I can see the committee put, you know, leaving Alabama over Tennessee. Um, but it's like you said, man, I don't know. We'll see. At this point, I'm just hoping that uh, the top four teams win because I, 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 I'm afraid of what will happen if – if one of those other squads, if one of those squads lose, so yeah, yeah, because what it, what is, what is, how the rankings is, what it seems like, if one of those teams lose, maybe the committee is kind of leaning more towards Ohio State than, than Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, since that's how the rankings is going, so you know, I don't know, man, but we. we 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 still we still got one one weekend here to go to to really settle it all out and then come Sunday we'll we'll figure out um, on the selection so hopefully there's no um, hopefully there's I'm right there with you I'm 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 hoping and thinking that all the all four teams that's one through four right now go ahead and just take care of business to where we don't even have to speculate who's gonna be playing who and far as like the, the ranking wise and we can just figure out the matchups for the whole new year six situations and everything but uh man we'll, we'll go right into it uh with, with the pickings with the, some of the pickums here for college football it is championship saturday uh a, a lot of conference uh about the crown conference champions uh from from all different conferences so uh, a great enjoyable football saturday coming up on the way but we'll, we'll look into some of the ones that does um, mainly affect the college football playoff. Um, obviously, there's the SEC championship game where we got Georgia going up against LSU. Um, this is actually a rematch from uh, maybe what, th- three years ago, 2019. Uh, 2019, which that was that that was that. Oh my God, that LSU squad. Now, when you look back on it now, bro, that's probably one of the one of the greatest teams ever ever assembled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um but there's Georgia here going up against um going up against uh LSU and I think this is this is Georgia's third national I mean third SEC championship in the game in the last four years. I think the only one they didn't get was the twenty the twenty twenty year at the yeah, that was Florida. Mm-hmm. Um so and then they're trying to go back to back um, obviously, and then, I mean, LSU is trying to pick up, I believe, a, well, I think it would be a six um, SEC championship, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or maybe fifth. It may be it's five or six. Let me see. Like, like, I know they got one in, I think, 2003, 2007, 2011, 2019. So that's four. So it'll be that fifth um, SEC championship, and obviously Georgia's trying to go back-to-back. Um, I think we probably would both agree <laughs> that it, this is this is Georgia's here for the taking. Which obviously they're they're a lock, regardless if they do end up slipping up and losing. But I mean, we both going Georgia, right? <laughs> yeah, nah, man. It not after what I saw from LSU against Texas A and M. 
There's no yeah. way I'm there's no way I'm 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 picking against Georgia in this matchup. I don't know what that was last week against A and M for LSU. But uh yeah, I'm I'm going Georgia all the way, man. I'm going Georgia all the way. I'll root for the uh I'll root for the for the home state on this one. Yeah, for sure. I won't even I ain't even gotta piggyback on that. I'm right there this time with them as well. Man. The, the, the next big game for sure is the Big 12 championship game, and that is another rematch, uh, at least from earlier this season, and that is Kansas State playing TCU. Obviously, everyone will be looking at this game because there's a lot of people around the country that's just, which is basically kind of week in and week out here. They've just been waiting. They've been waiting on TCU to fall off, yep. <laughs> and it, it hasn't happened yet. And now they'll have to, you know, play a team here for a second time this season in Kansas State, in which that was a, a crazy game as well. And I think TCU fell behind in that game mm-hmm. at, uh, at one point, but, you know, found a way to kind of come back and win. Um, the old adage is they say it's hard to beat a team twice. So I think that's what makes it so intriguing for this game here for a lot of people is because they want to see if TCU can get it done. Can they beat Kansas State twice, go ahead and finish at least the regular season undefeated here and get into the playoff, or does uh, Kansas State cause some uh, chaos here, which it it, it could definitely happen because we saw it last year here in this very same league championship game between Baylor and Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State was right there at five, Mm -hmm. getting ready to try to – Get all they had to do was win, and they were probably in, and um, and it didn't happen. So, uh, chaos has known to been happening here in the Big Twelve championship games for sure. The history is there, but who you got in this one? This is a tough one. I'm I'm going with TCU, man. I'm gonna go with TCU. You you mentioned that game earlier. Um, in the year TCU in a winning thirty eight to twenty eight. Um, at halftime, the score was 28-17. to 17. TCU shut them out in the second half, scored 21 unanswered points. I'm going to tell you something right now, man. They cannot, they cannot go down by that many, by two scores in this game on Saturday. They cannot. You, I get it. They've been... The cardiac kids, they've been coming back every week. They've been finding ways to win late just about every week. In championship games, man, don't you cannot, you cannot afford to do that. You cannot afford to do that. You have to show up if you are TCU. Going down, you know, being down is not the worst thing ever, obviously. It's a 60-minute football game. But I don't it's 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 so funny like what I'm about to say was like I don't know if they can survive another week doing that and we you know people have been saying that all year man and they keep finding <laughs> ways to do it but I just feel like in a championship game like this man and of this magnitude Kansas State is coming in with nothing to lose all the pressure is on TCU Kansas State has no pressure on them whatsoever win or loss TCU, you're number you're number four in the country, uh, number three, excuse me, number three in the country. You're uh, you're undefeated. Like you beat them earlier this year. 
all the pressure is on TCU. Kansas State can can walk in to this game on Saturday. I'm talking about with zero. All the money in the bank. Whatever they want to do, they can do it. I just don't think they they cannot afford to play around with them. They have to have to have to be on their P's and Q's. Um, but I trust I trust Duggan. I trust uh Quentin Johnson. I trust that run game. Uh the defense has showed up. They had a good game uh last weekend, a good dominant win versus Iowa State. That's the type of performance I would like to see for them. I don't think they'll um beat them 62 to 14 or whatever the score was this previous week. But a just a another confidence boosting win to help show the committee that yeah, we are. We are the number three team in the country. We are one of the top four teams in the country. We've shown it all year. We'll show it again on Saturday. So I'm going to go with TCU. Yeah, I'm going to take TCU as well. Um, I'm, But I'm right there with you, though, Brent. I don't know. I know we've been saying it for sure week in and week out, but I really, for real, don't know if they can have another uh, another week to where – they are just like living on the edge and it looks like they're about to get upset. This is just this is not the time for that. They have to they have to be laser focused, locked in, ready to go. Um all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, because this Kansas State team is no slouch. Um and they're not gonna lay down and just let them have it. You know, they're gonna they they wanna get ten wins on the season. Um, you know, at least before the bowl games where they know they can have 10 wins on the season, have a, a successful year themselves. So uh, TCU has to bring that A game, right? Have to bring that A game. And I hope uh, that they are like for real, for real locked in. It's a, you know, it's a, a 11, a 11 a.m. noon kickoff, depending on where you at. So it's early. Um, they They just have to be laser focused for sure. And then the the final game that we're looking to is actually going to be Friday night. So <laughs> that's really going to set the tone probably for Saturday. And that's the Pac-12 mm-hmm. champion, the Pac-12 championship. We got uh, number 11 ranked Utah going up against number four USC. This is also another rematch because the Pac-12 got rid of uh, divisions to doing from north and south. And they just had it to where... The top two teams is um, in the conference are going to meet for the uh, for the conference championship game. So this is a rematch here between uh, two teams. Well, obviously Utah, who's the only team that has given uh, USC their their only loss, which I think it was off of a uh, was it a two point conversion that they beat them by or something like it was something like that. They got them yeah. or, or mm-hmm. something they beat, like they so, beat them by a point. They beat them yeah. 40, 43 to forty two. But yeah, they end up getting a two a two two point conversion to kind of take the lead there and, and, and win the game. Yeah. So um there's that and obviously, you know, we we know what type of game Utah has and then USC, um Coach Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, who I think now after that performance we saw from from Ohio State and CJ Stroud, I think Caleb Williams is now the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. Um uh, just you know the the special type of athlete that he is, and there's Jordan mm-hmm. Addison and all the other guys that we that got there at USC, um, kind of bringing them back to to prominence. Um, 
and, and brought them back there quickly. But you know, this is a big game for them because pretty much if they win, they're in. If they lose, it's it opens the door up for one of those teams that we mentioned earlier between you know Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, so I don't know, man. We'll see. But you know, who who, who you got in this one? I this this has been the toughest one for me to pick. This is almost the flip of a coin. Um, I mean, USC is is USC might be the hottest team in the country right now. Um, they've just been they've just been able to find ways to win. They've they've um, found their found their stride after. Uh, taking that loss to Utah on the road, uh, especially winning these last two games, being UCLA on the road, and then being a uh, rival Notre Dame at home as well. And then Utah the same. They you had your last loss a couple weeks ago against Oregon, but that was a three-point loss at Oregon. They've given Oregon fits over these last couple of years. Um, so I really, really like Cameron Rising, man. I really, really do. This this Utah team is balanced beyond belief. Run game, pass game, their defense is solid. And frankly, they beat Ohio State week week one, or that first game, excuse me, not week one, but the first go-around, they beat Ohio State really in their own game. I mean, you're talking about both teams had about 500 yards of total offense, over 500 yards of total offense. Uh, Utah had about 400 yards passing. They they in the same for Ohio State as well. They had about 300 yards passing, three 350, 360, something like that. Um, I took the upset last week. I took Notre Dame over USC, uh, and I lost that one. Um, USC defense has definitely been playing better, but I'm gonna go with the upset again this week. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Utah. I'm going to take Utah to repeat as Pac-12 champions uh, back-to-back years. I think that um, Cam, like I said, Cameron Rising, man, that's a guy who can not only make plays throwing the football, but also make plays with his legs as well. Um, I think he's kind of underrated in that aspect. I think in that game he had three rushing touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, in the first matchup uh, with USC. So I'm going to take Utah to win this game and I said it earlier I would hope that all the top four teams will win so we won't have to deal with um, the chaos that uh, ensues after that but I'm taking the Utes Mm. I ain't gonna lie bro part of me part of me wanted to take Utah for the upset too just because College football is great when you see uh, a powerhouse like USC um, back in the in the in the thick of things in the conversation of things. However, I really can't stand USC, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's kind of it's like a petty pick. It ain't even really just trying to be like that. Um, but it also, it's just kind of like this is the first time in a long time that this type of pressure has been. On, mm-hmm. on on a USC team, so 
Uh, I mean, you know, obviously Lincoln Riley know what it's like to to get to the to the college football playoff, but the the rest of those guys, you know, we we don't we don't know yet. So this is a this is a this is a big time moment for those guys, and um, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, transfer from other schools to come here so they can have this opportunity. So it's right there in front of them. Um. But I'm gonna choose chaos right there with you, and I'm I'm gonna <laughs> go with Utah. I'm gonna say Utah goes for the upset, and it, it, everything is ruined tomorrow night. Everything is ruined after Friday night, and now <laughs> one of those teams is like, man, we ain't even got to play, and we know we probably got a shot of getting in. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I'm gonna see, but but I wouldn't be surprised if USC were able to to hold it down and and and, and get the dub, but. Just, just, just for the, just for the heck of it, man. Why not? Let's, let's see yeah. some chaos. Let's see some chaos. We've been, we've been seeing it each week since the rankings been coming out, anyway. So let's, let's continue. Let's keep it going. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I go with Utah as well for them to to get the upset and go back to back and be back to back packed to a championship, uh, packed champions. Yeah, I just think they're a bad matchup. I think they're a bad matchup for USC. Yeah. For sure, but man, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We can't wait to see. We can't wait to see what's gonna happen here, for uh for for this weekend and with all the championship games and everything. So, man, stay tuned. Just get buckled up <laughs> for it. But uh, we'll go ahead and make the shift over to the NFL. Um, a lot of headlines has been going on off the field here. Um, for Baltimore Ravens quarterback uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, we know last this past Sunday, um, the Ravens blew another lead again. Let's just keep it <laughs> keep it real. They blew another lead here to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, ended up losing twenty eight to twenty seven. Uh, dropped their record to seven and four. Um, you know, and obviously this is a contract year for Lamar Jackson, so he is. He's trying to get paid, you know, big quarterback money and everything like that. But there's been no deal left or no deal made um, for Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens at the moment. And, of course, you know how it is on Twitter, bro. Folks will just they'll say what they want to say. Uh, basically, a fan just kind of tweeted, you know, tweeted about how Lamar wasn't worth the money that he's trying to get and everything like that. And everything, and then you know, Lamar Jackson responded back to to the guy with this tweet, a now deleted tweet. Uh, he said, "Boy, STFU, y'all be capping too much on this app. MF never smelled the football field, never did shit, but he did." So that's what he said. You know, the tweet was there, and obviously, um, it was it was vulgar. But now, you know, p- people are trying to say that that could have been homophobic, anti-gay, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, all in all, yes, maybe he shouldn't have tweeted that. But I, I think we're being a little excessive with homophobic and anti-gay. But regardless of the fact, um. Man, do you? Uh, it's 
I, it's tough. In the heat like, of the moment, yeah. Like you, you, you can't, you can't say that. Like it's just certain stuff you shouldn't say. And Lamar, Lamar got caught up in it. You frustrated because you lost. Like you said, you lost another game where you had a lead. So he's frustrated. Uh, the dude on there, you know, the guy that he's responding to, he sees the tweet and everything. Uh, so he should respond to it. Do I think he's homophobic or anti, uh, anti-gay? No, I do not believe so. What he's, what he's referring to is people are always on Lamar Jackson. They are always on Lamar Jackson about something. Everybody is always on him about something. And the reason why they've been lo- losing games isn't primarily his fault. The defense has not been great at all this season. And so with the frustration of losing another game like <clears throat> they have in the past, um, just as you know, just recently at this season, um, you may, you know, you you tweet that out, you gotta take what comes with it. But people are always on him, man. People are always riding him. Someone always has something to say about Lamar Jackson. And to me, first off, when I saw the tweet, I, I thought it was fake, if you want to be completely honest with you. Uh, I saw I saw the tweet, uh, and I just kind of kept scrolling on Twitter because you see all that type of stuff. You know, oh, look at, you know, look at what such and such said. And it's like, oh, okay, that's fake. I'm not worried about that. And I just kept it rolling. And then I realized, I think the next day, was like, no, nah, that was that was real. Um but I think we blowing it out of proportion, man. Hey, he he he's not referring to people that play ball, people that that play football or play in any sport. They understand what he meant by that reference, and this it it really is not even about even if you played a sport. If you've grown up in the areas that we've grown up in, and been been around the environments and been in those environments that we've been in, you understand what he was saying. And he wasn't referring to any any um anybody in um in the in the gay community or anything like that. Um and there are some people that make comments about football and about players who have not sniffed the field, who only played in high school, um, didn't even play at the college level, uh, who have all who have stuff to say all the time about certain guys and what they should and shouldn't do and all that type of stuff. So under he he is right about that. So I feel him from that standpoint. But you just gotta know there's certain stuff you can't say, man. That's it. Yeah. I I think that's just really what it boils down to. It's just kinda like, you know, you you trying to be looked at as the face of the franchise. You you want this big deal. And I'm not saying, you know, not to you know, put on the facade or not be you. Because, um, I mean, honestly, I just think, I feel like that's something Lamar would say to a fan, like to his face, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, I don't think, yeah. uh, you know, so I don't think that's like no facade or no front that he putting on, but it's just kind of like, you know, you just got to remember who you are and, and what you're doing and what you're trying to do. So it's just, uh, it's always going to be that that microscope on you. So, that makes it um a lot a lot harder for you, you know, to just kinda respond to any and everything somebody says. Cause you know, I'm right there with you, you know what I'm saying? Seeing it is kinda like, man, that's somebody with like a fake page or something like that. And 
or one of them, you know, little fake little tweets, and they just like Photoshop something, put it together, woot woot. But then, like, you look at the you looked at the the Twitter handle, you like, oh, nah, that's really Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you like, oh, that's really Lamar. So you like, ah, oh, well, she she really said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it'll be all right. He'll learn from it. He'll learn from it. It'll be okay. It'll, it'll be all right. Just can't say that, man. Just can't say certain stuff. Just think twice before you hit sin, man. Think twice before you hit sin. Yeah, for sure. You definitely got to do that, bro. You definitely got to do that. But I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think you know, lesson learned. And on top of that, I do feel like that that was just something that was, you know, really said out of frustration and everything like that. You, I don't want to, I don't want to say that's like maybe not out of character, but. You know, heat of the moment, man, you just lost and somebody out here complaining about you and it's just, you know, it, it do always seem like it's those ones who ain't never even tried to play the sport or wasn't that good at the sport. I was trying to say something then, you know, and then they at you. It'd be different if they just like maybe said your name and your, your Twitter handle don't get added. But man, you know, you 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 at me. <laughs> You mentioned me. I feel like I got to respond back to you. Like, that's just the I feel like that's the nature of it when it comes to Twitter, man. But just like anything on social media, bro, you know, you can't take some of these folks serious, man. They just be some folks, man, just natural born trolls, bro. Um, for real, for real. Some of these folks is natural born, natural born trolls. So, yeah, I think in the end, it's just, you know, you just got to be careful with that. And sometimes you, it's just best to, it's hard to do it, but it's best to ignore it, bro, and just, just keep it pushing, man. I think that's what Lamar going to do from here on out. He'll just, He'll just keep it pushing. Ain't no need to, you know, trying to address anything or anything like that. So that's just that. But man, we what do we we are in what we yeah we thirteen now in the NFL season. Uh, getting down to the last uh, five weeks now of the season here uh, as teams are getting ready, trying to you know clinch divisions, clinch playoff spots. Uh, it's a uh, Man, a lot of things still to be to be settled uh, in between those white lines for sure. And uh, man, we got a it's a it's a plethora of good games this week for sure. I, I feel like I feel like last week wasn't that great. I, this week we got a I think we got a good slate of, of some games, even some underrated games. I think we really got some really good games this week. Uh, man, so we going into the pickums here, and we got a. Um, we got a a big matchup here between um, the Tennessee Titans and um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, um, man, the Titans trying to rebound from to that tough loss they had to the Bengals last week, and uh, obviously Philly is also trying to keep winning ten and one on the year. So, man, who who you got in this one? Tennessee at Philly. Uh, this is. Going to be one of the better games of the week. Uh, Philadelphia's defense 
has not been great these last couple weeks. Um, they they just have not been up to par. They they they've had some lapses defensively. They've struggled stopping the run as of late. Um, honestly, if you go back to that that Commanders game where the Commanders were able to really do, run the football effectively. I think Tennessee takes a similar approach to what the Commanders did. Obviously, when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, it makes everything a whole lot easier. <laughs> Running the football. Um, but I think that Philadelphia will exploit some of the flaws in that Tennessee secondary with Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, those guys got her at your tight end spot. I think they'll be able to run the ball enough with Hurts and Sanders and those guys. I'm going to take Philly in a tight game, in a close game. Um, but Philadelphia's defense needs to – they need to stand up. They need to get back to playing how they were towards the beginning of the season, those first six, seven um, games where they were dominant. We were talking about – the, the Eagles defense is being one of the tops in the league. So they need to get back to being that, find a way to stop the run. And this is, I mean, what better way to, to do it and prove you stop the run against than against Derrick Henry and Tennessee Titans? Yeah, I, I feel the defense has been troubling. Um, obviously, you can tell that they missed Jordan Davis um, on, their, on their defensive line um, and that they have been struggling here. Uh, recently, um, but I think they'll show up this week knowing that they got like one of the better running backs in the league coming to them in, in Derrick Henry. Um, and I do think uh, that offensively, the Eagles will be able to get what they need to get uh, against that Titans defense. Um, I think they'll be very balanced um, just because uh, the Titans secondary has been kind of like their their weakness all season and then obviously there's the ability of Hurts being able to run Miles Sanders being able to run Kenneth Gainwell um and then obviously we know where AJ Brown and oh I just thought about that that's revenge game AJ Brown I mean going up against his former team so it's definitely gonna be interesting to see uh but I'm, I'm gonna go with the Eagles as well I think they continue it on um and they Continue on and and go ahead and end up being, or they be eleven and one. Yeah, they'll be eleven and one um, after this one. So I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Eagles as well. But I do think it's gonna be a tight one. Um, I'm right there with you, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Eagles. All right, man. Another good game on tap here. We got the Miami Dolphins traveling to the West Coast to play. <laughs> The San Francisco 49ers, which uh, a team that we discussed last week, where we were like, man, I don't know if you want to play them right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but but Miami, Miami is pretty hot too, though, you know. Um, but this is going to be a start for them to where we're going to see may- maybe just how for real they really can be because a lot of these big matchups that they got left now are on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, who you got in this one? This is probably the the 
outside of another game, this is the next most this is the next game that I'm I'm most excited to see. Everybody has been talking about Miami and the offense and whether or not they are for real, is Tua for real. You find out about the Dolphins on Saturday because the team that they're playing is physical. Offense, defense, physical. Smash mouth defense, get after the quarterback, stop the run. The secondary is playing lights out. Uh, I mean, D'Amico Ryans, the D.C., I bless his name. D'Amico Ryans has this defense playing out of their mind. Out of their mind. This defense is nuts. And with the run game, with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, with Debo Samuel, with George Kittle, with Brandon Ayuk, this team just physical. Trent Williams, like that's the best word to describe this football team. And if Miami can go on the road, to San Francisco and beat and beat the 49ers. That would tell you a lot about this Dolphins team. Because I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Miami is soft in any way, but there's just a different level with, with San Francisco and the brand of football that they play. Um I'm excited for this matchup. Speed kills regardless. I don't care how physical you are. You can't hit me if you can't catch me. And that's that's Waddle and Tariq Hill. If you can't catch me, you can't hit me. Um, and Tariq has seen a couple of these DBs before in the past when they've played on different teams. Obviously, he saw some of these guys when they played in that Super Bowl that one year as well. Um, but we're going to find out a lot about two. I think this defense is going to cause them some problems. Obviously, McDan- like it's a lot of storylines. McDaniel going back to San Francisco to face Kyle Shanahan. Like, there's there's a lot of, of, of headlines going into this game. I'm going to take – I'm going to take San Fran. I'm going to take San Francisco to win this game. But I just, I just want to see. I want to see how Miami responds. I want to see how they play on Sunday. I'm going to take San Francisco. I was, I was real close to taking Miami. I'm going to take San Francisco at home with that physicality, with that defense. But I'm very interested to see what that Miami offense looks like. I am going to take. Ooh, this is tough, man. I didn't even, bro. You just hit me. I didn't even think about the whole Mike McDaniel thing, too, bro. Yeah, this 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 game is definitely interesting with the storylines for sure. Um, I'm a, I'm a roll with San Fran too, just because I just want to. I'm right there with you. Though. I want to see how, and I'm not trying to really like give like Miami like a moral victory, but I just want to see like you know if they if they hang in there, it's close, it's tightly contested. Uh, it just comes down to a few plays here and there that'll make me kind of believe in Miami just a little bit more but if you know if San Francisco kind of controls everything uh keeps Waddle and Hill in, in in check as much as they can keep two in check uh man Jeff Wilson going up against his former team he got traded mm-hmm. to Miami uh but 
I mean, if it's if it's not close, then that's gonna that's gonna trouble me about Miami in the future. Let that's kind of just gonna let me know that they can't do it on the road. But if it's tightly contested, it comes down to a few plays here and there, and they hang in, or they end up pulling out the victory. Then obviously Miami is gonna gain my respect. I just don't. They don't have it for me just yet, so that's why I'm going with San Francisco um, to to pull it out against uh, the Dolphins. Man, then the last game we got on tap. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know if this even needs an introduction, man. It was it was a crazy game in the playoffs last season between them. Yeah. Um. And and, and now, um, we we get to see him again. So. Uh, Twice in the twice in the past in the next calendar year, really three times in the past two seat two years, because uh, they met in the matchup last year as well uh, in the regular season. That was a, a crazy game. I mean, and it's the the Chiefs and the Bengals uh, rematch of the AFC Championship game. Man, that regular season matchup I'm talking about. I think Jamar Chase had like 250 plus yards. Yeah, two against like um, I think it was like, like two. Yeah, it was like two sixty six or something like that against them. So, um, not sure if he is going to play or not. I mean, the the, the word is the rumors going around that this might be the week that he does play. If not, it's going to be next week for sure. But even still, man, the Bengals still do have a lot of firepower. Um, maybe hopefully they'll get Joe Mixon back as well. Um, but even still, a lot of firepower offensive line is playing a lot better. Um, the the Bengals defense is to me very highly underrated. They don't get enough credit uh, for what they do. Um, outside of like I said, maybe outside of that Browns game, the the, Beng- the Bengals defense has been been pretty good. And they obviously, you know, what the Chiefs have one five Travis Kelsey. Um, the plethora of, of the receiving core. I think they're getting they got Juju Smith Schuster back. Um, this one is go- this one. This one's gonna be a, a barn burner for sure. Man, who you got in this one? My only wish, my only wish is that Jamar Chase was fully healthy and that Joe Mixon was fully healthy to play in this game. This ah. Uh, I, I I love this matchup, man. I I am a big big Jamar Chase fan, man. And really, to be honest with you, like I really just I like Cincinnati, like I like Joe Burrow, I like T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, like I like what they have on the offense. Joe Mixon, um, I just like those guys on those guys on offense, man. And they they don't get a lot of love. They they're not real. They're not too too flashy. They're not in the big market, so you don't hear about them a lot. They just win, man. And and people are talking again, talking about Cincinnati. It's like, man, like you get into the playoffs, do you really want to see Cincinnati? I wish they were healthy. I wish that the Bengals were fully healthy, man. I wish they had all their weapons um, going into this game. I think Jamar Chase, not having Jamar Chase hurts. Obviously, it hurts. But I think the loss of Joe Mixon, I believe, is hurts a lot more just in run game purposes. Samaji P. Ryan played played well last week against uh, Tennessee. Um, but you know in a game like this, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to throw the football to be able to win this game. And not having one of the best 
receivers in the league out there for you with Joe Burrow is definitely going to hurt. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City because of the injuries to Cincinnati. Uh, if this was if Cincinnati was fully healthy, I'd be taking Cincinnati. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Cincinnati had Joe, uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon at full strength. They were at full strength. I would be taking Cincinnati, but because of those injuries, I'm gonna I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take Kansas City to go on the road and, and win win against Cincinnati this weekend. Um, but if Cincinnati wins. If they win, I, I would uh, I'd be happy. I'd be I'd be happy, but I'm gonna go with KC. I'm taking Kansas City too. Although I know that Cincinnati is very very much capable of beating Kansas City, mm-hmm. especially since it's, since it's there in Cincinnati. I think the main, the two things, the two reasons why I'm going to go with Kansas City is what you mentioned beforehand, Cincinnati not being fully healthy. I think that hurts them a little bit, not knowing if uh, Jamar Chase is going to play and then if, or or Joe Mixon, and then if they do play, how, what percent are we getting them? Because we know we're not getting them at 100%. So that's that's one thing. And then... Patrick Mahomes is like is like they I think he's won like his last 25, 26 games in November and December. He hasn't lost in November and December in a either either ever or in a long time. So I'm just like, that's a crazy streak, bro, to think about it, bro. So it's like Cincinnati is Cincinnati is catching fire, but then it's just like, man, Kansas Kansas City with Mahomes here recently in November, December, they don't lose. So I mean, it's like some got to give, and honestly, I mean, man, I, I, I rock to Joe Burrow, man, but 1-5, man, 1-5 different, bro. 1-5 yeah. different, bro. So, I'm going I'm to roll with Kansas City as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game for sure. So, this, this, is, a good, this is a good slate of, slate of games this weekend. If you just play the games this weekend, yeah, nah, for sure. I mean, it's it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of decent games, man. Like underrated games, it may not even and record don't even necessarily even have to uh, to be a thing. I mean, bruh, Jaguars and Lions is that's a that's an underrated. Uh, I feel like low key good game, man. Yeah, I know both of them four and seven, but I mean, you can kind of tell that the teams are improving. Um, uh, you know, day by day, it's, it's going to feature the number one draft pick and, uh, and Walker and then the number two draft pick, Aiden Hutchinson, which, man, really hadn't heard much really from Walker this this season uh, after being really after being drafted. So, yeah, that's 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 interesting. I mean, the commanders and Giants, that's going to be that should be a good one. I mean, both of those teams uh, got seven wins on the season, you know, trying to. Continue, you know, continue that ways, which is is crazy. If the playoffs was to start today, at the whole NFC East would be in the playoffs. Who would have effing thought? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and then, and then obviously, uh, the 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 um the biggest 
I guess you can say storyline game, maybe outside of Dolphins 49ers, is Deshaun Watson yeah. in his first game back off of the 11-game suspension against his former team, the Houston Texans, in Houston. So, uh, I mean, it's... That this week has a lot of interesting, interesting games, man, for sure. So, um, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Can't wait to see what all happens. I'm definitely gonna be tuned in for sure. Mm-hmm. One one thing, one quick thing, I do want to say real quick. Going back to that Bengals game, if I'm the Bengals, if you know you mentioned like Jamar Chase potentially playing this week, if not this week, he's definitely gonna be back next week. If it's up in the air right now, I would just say just hold him off to the next week. Like, I would just say hold him and Joe Mixon off to the next week. Like, don't. This is a big game, yes. And obviously because of the name and the opponent and everything. But don't risk it. Just don't risk it. Um, don't risk furthering, you know, getting injured again, anything. I would I would just, if if he's not 100% ready to go, for this weekend against KC, I was just hold both of them out. I was just holding them out until next week. Yeah, same, same, same here. But it, it'd probably be hard if he if he's good to go. It'd probably be hard to tell that man no, bro. <laughs> oh no, <nah>, definitely <laughs> it will be. It'd probably be hard to tell that man no. So that's gonna be the only thing. But man, as we we get ready here to wrap up another episode, bro. As always, you got uh, any closing remarks, any shout-outs you want to give? Oh, man, just the norm. Just the normal stuff, man. Thank you for another episode. Thank you for, <clears throat> uh, to the Lord and Savior. Thank you for, thankful for heat. Thankful for <laughs> heat, baby. Yeah, heat is, heat is one of the best things smoking right now, especially in this part of the country. Um, but, no, nah, I mean, that's it. Continue to... Strive for greatness, strive for excellence, continue to pursue your purpose to help people stay healthy out here um, and all that good stuff. That's it, man. Uh, For sure. Same for me, bro, as always, man. Appreciate you always hopping (laughs) on with me. Uh, Man, just appreciate everybody that's always tuning in and listening. Man, we 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 appreciate the love for sure. Uh, continue to to follow us on follow the page on the um, on the social media on the Twitter on the Instagram. Uh, man, continue to keep listening, subscribing to us, and uh, spreading the word out to everybody on the podcast. Uh, we we definitely appreciate it. Um, as always. Uh, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh, no means no. No means no. You know, it, it, like you said, it's, it's it's getting cold out here. You, you know, you might have your little color buddy, but make sure it's consensual for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, like I said, as always, though, continue to just to like some to like and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Keep keep. Uh, reaching out to other people with it for sure. Um, man, and until we meet again next time, uh, you know, next week, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.